In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. No one, no one can fully understand the mystery of the Divine Trinity. God remains incomprehensible to us. But we know that the mystery of the Holy Trinity contains in itself the sum of all the truth of our Christian faith. All other truths kind of gravitate around these central ones. Creation, redemption, sanctification. Each being a revelation of God's very essence, but also a revelation of each person of the Trinity. It would take me probably hours to, even in the simplest word, try to explain a bit of the mystery of the Blessed Trinity. Even my theology teacher, a pious and brilliant monk, who died at the hospital in Florence, Italy, where I was able to watch him many nights after a stroke he had at the seminary that happened when teaching us the last classes before my priestly ordination. Monk from the French, the famous French monastery of Faucombeau, which has, as you know, also founded Clear Creek, the Benedictine monastery of Clear Creek, Oklahoma. So this holy monk told us several times, it is hard, hard to talk about the Blessed Trinity for more than 15 minutes without saying at least one heresy. <laughs> I wish the process of canonization of this monk will one day be opened. So instead of falling into several heresies, I decided to, talk, to take the easy road with you and to simply contemplate the Most Holy Trinity in its most beautiful, almost palpable, visible reality. We mentioned the three central manifestations of the Blessed Trinity, creation, redemption, and sanctification. Obviously, these three mysteries all belong to the three persons of the Holy Trinity, without any distinction on God's parts. But, for our own understanding, we need to do this work of what we call appropriation. That is, to attribute what is common to all, but to attribute these things to one particular person. This in order to perceive better the reality of each person of the Trinity. This way we can almost touch a particular element of each of the mysterious persons of that blessed Trinity. Because through the created effects closer therefore to us, we will say something of the mysterious persons, invisible in themselves, but in which effects something that each person has is now reflected. So we will attribute to the Father, as principle of all things, principle without principle, power, strength, and of course, the work of creation. The things of the intellect, now naturally referring to the mystery of the logos in Greek, the word, Christ the Son of God, as wisdom of God. Even if this wisdom and science is common, again, to the three, we will more likely refer to the Son when contemplating God's wisdom. Wisdom that guides our intelligence to choose what is good, to avoid what is evil. Wisdom that had, has had victory over sin, dying on the cross as ultimate act of our redemption. We have our two first creation, redemption. Now, regarding love, goodness, we will refer to the Holy Spirit. Ardent flame of love. Love as the very source of all the gifts God sends us for 
our sanctification. Our third attribute, creation, redemption, sanctification. Love that has only one desire, that everyone, of course, be saved. We now have our divine trio, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, power, wisdom, goodness, creation, redemption, sanctification. Now, as I mentioned, we need for a little intelligence to be able to grasp some of the mystery of the Holy Trinity, to search for, to contemplate, in a way, the vestige, the traces, the remains of the divine Trinity in the work of creation. And as we are in the month of May, allow me to turn my eyes towards the only creature in whom the Holy Trinity dwelt in such a high degree. There is not a child who does not praise her by lipsing a Hail Mary, said St. Louis-Marie Grignon-Montfort. There is scarcely a sinner, however hardened, who does not possess some spark of confidence in her. The very devils in hell, while fearing her, show her respect. And that reminds me of that time in Africa when a family brought to us a young teenager possessed by the devil, by the evil one. And the first thing the child did when carried into the church was to suddenly lay on the floor right away with his arms extended in the form of a cross, head facing the floor, although the kid was in conscience, unconscious, and turned towards the statue of Our Lady that I had placed on the platform that should become hopefully one day that same platform for the priest to preach the pulpit. Not even turned towards the Blessed Sacrament, but towards a lady. St. Bernard describes the scene of that miraculous day of the Annunciation. It seems that the whole creation was in suspense, waiting for the consent of the humble handmaid of the Lord. The entire world seemed to have suspended its course for an instant. The heavenly court of angels is listening. The earth and all creatures are in suspense for the answer. God himself has willed that the work of our salvation should depend on that incredible moment. Etchion chila domini fiat mici secundum verbum tum. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be unto me according to thy word. She accepts. She accepts. And at that very moment, the word of God is truly present, physically present in her. The Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are at work in Mary. The Holy Spirit will come upon thee, the Holy Spirit, and the power of the Most High, the Father, will overshadow thee. Thus, this holy offspring of thine shall be known for the Son of God, Christ. God the Father gathered all the waters together and called them the seas. Maria, in Latin, wrote again St. Louis-Marie. He gathered all his graces together and called them Mary, Maria. The great God has a treasury or a storehouse full of riches in which he has enclosed all that is beautiful, resplendent, rare, and precious, even his own son. Full of grace, the Greek, kekaritomene. Hell, who has been perfectly and completely graced by God, literally. She was granted a singular grace, a unique privilege, to be conceived without sin, immaculate. Most extraordinary proof of God's 
mighty power in a creature. And we find again this attribute of God the Father, power and creation. In Mary, he has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones. So we read in the Bible. He has lifted up the lowly. God the Son now imparted to his mother all that he gained by his life and death. Namely, his infinite merits and his eminent virtues. Continues again St. Louis. He made her the treasurer of all his father had given him as heritage. Through her, he applies his merits to his members, and through her, he transmits his virtues and distributes his graces. Wisdom. Wisdom which allows the soul to establish this intimate union with God. Mary possesses God wisdom perfectly. Christ, her divine Son, the fruit of her blessed womb. As we read in the book of Proverbs, chapter 8 to chapter 9, Wisdom seems to be a real person and not just a mere idea or just a virtue. Wisdom calls every man to learn from her and to receive from her the treasures of justice, of life, and of what is true intimacy with God. In Mary, the container seems to have become the contents itself. She received the source of all wisdom and now she becomes the new throne of wisdom as we pray in the litanies. This is the mystery of Mary that no human wisdom can understand without again making this ultimate act of faith, veneration and submission. Finally she was filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will come upon thee. One cannot separate the notion of love, of tenderness and goodness from the notion of motherhood. If you think, for instance, of the word mother itself, mother, naturally comes to mind the idea of kindness and love. As we mentioned, that, the Holy, that to the Holy Spirit should be attributed love, goodness in particular. Mary, mother of Christ and mother of all men, possesses the perfection of goodness and love. The proper effect, the proper effect, consequence of love, is of course union. If you love, you want to be united. Union of desires, union of bodies in marriage, and union and unity through difficulty, struggle, and so on. If the Holy Spirit realizes our union with Christ, if he makes us adhere to Christ and thus allow that his own image be impressed in us, that we may be configured to him, if he is our living bond to Christ, Mary is also in her own way in truly in the Holy Spirit. Through her, he comes to us. Through her, we go to him. So let us conclude simply asking the Blessed Trinity to take possession of our souls, of our lives, of all our endeavors, so as to become holy receptacles of the triune God as Mary. To her belongs the power of God against all enemies. She is to crush the head of the evil one, says the book of Genesis. Since she has chosen, sorry, and the immaculate, her, her immaculate heart will triumph. To her belongs wisdom, since she has chosen the supreme good and rejected every evil. To her belongs the fullness of goodness and love, because she has embraced ab initio 
from the very beginning as only solace, perfect union with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.